Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of, the podcast where we explore the struggles of life, the challenges of mental health and recovery, and the spaces between. We express our personal views on life here, and this podcast is not meant to replace medical advice or tell anyone the right way to live. This podcast is best used as a place of curiosity and questioning to accompany you on your journey. Be aware there is strong language. This week, we're picking up where we left the conversation off last week. Here we go. Okay, what's a good discussion about anger without talking about the patriarchy, right? Ways we express anger, ways we've been conditioned that we're allowed to. Men are allowed to be angry in our world. In fact, a lot of times it's looked at as a positive thing when men are angry and, and, you know, stand up for what they believe and assertive and all that. And, like, these are qualities we also don't champion in women. They are not very feminine, resting bitch face. We don't want to see all this masculine qualities in our women and... They're not allowed to be angry. And I encounter a lot of people, men and women, at this point, that don't feel like anger is allowed. Like at a deep core level, have trouble even when they decide, okay, it's time for me to be angry. I should be angry here. This was not right. This was an unjust thing. And nothing happens. Definitely. Because in in exploring my own anger, I realized growing up, I was not allowed to be angry, which is why I don't know how to manage it. I, you know, like, so it, when it does come out, it's, I'm totally out of control because I was never allowed to, you know, nobody coached me through it. It was Mm -hmm. like, you, you're not allowed to be angry, which also deepened my, uh, uh, sense of not being able to trust my own feelings and intuition. So here I am in my forties trying to learn my own intuition and feelings and anger because I was told that whatever I was feeling was wrong. And I wasn't allowed to, you know, like zero through 20, be angry or confused. Or well, whatever. and even if you are, all your power's taken away. Because if you're mm-hmm. mad at school for a policy mm-hmm. or a thing mm-hmm. that happened, like you don't have any recourse. Like, mm-hmm. well, you don't have any authority. So you just have to listen and do whatever we say. And then for most of us in our homes growing up, if you were mad about a punishment, whether it was just or unjust, mm-hmm. or you were accused of something you didn't do and you got mad about it, you didn't have any authority over it because you yeah. were just subject to whatever your parents said. Yes. <laughs> and how cool would it be if, and I didn't do this well for my older ones and I'm trying now, but how cool would it be to live in a house where the experience was, if you felt something was unjust later that day or the next day, you could approach that parent and say, Hey man, that didn't really feel good. This felt like this. 
Yeah. Or that's the strength of my wife to be happy. like to say mm-hmm. to the kids, like, hey, how do you how do you feel about that? Like it and creating an atmosphere where they feel safe to say, I don't like it or right. I don't want to do that yeah. or I'm not in for that. Like, of course yeah. you don't like it. I told you no. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. Uh-huh. Right. So Millie and I have a safe word now. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a situation, it was me, her, and another grown up. And she felt uncomfortable and she told me later, and I'm so pleased that she trusts me to tell me later. She's like I didn't know what to do because, you know, this person was there, whatever. So I was like, thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, we have a safe word now. Mm-hmm. And so if she drops this safe word in conversation. I could be like, oh, hey, Millie, come out to the car with me. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. And this way, if she's angry, confused, scared, right. I can take her away That's from the scene. Awesome. I know. Really cool. uh-huh. And so I have a reminder on my phone just to keep it fresh so we don't forget the safe word. Because right. <laughs> luckily, like these scary scenes don't happen very much. Right. But um, uh, so we have yet to apply it in real life, and I'm just period. You know, every couple of weeks I remind her, like, don't forget our safe word. You know, like if that's really cool. And yeah. we were lucky. I mean, our kids went to that alternative school where they had a means to address, you know, cool. grievances awesome. or or issues that come up, and like in their uh, judicial proceedings, whatever you want to call it, like they could write up a staff member if a staff member did something they didn't like. They could write up the staff member, and they would have a hearing about it. And yeah. you know, they had a, a way That's to crazy. address that. And things didn't always, you know, it's not even necessarily about fairness per se, because things in life just aren't fair. And it's it's right. really about being heard and and being able to voice your opinions mm-hmm. without being mm-hmm. disrespected or put down or belittled, and like having a say. It's so mature. So we had a situation last year where one of my daughters, uh, she was a junior and she had a math class, didn't do well in the class, had trouble understanding, said she really tried during the class period frequently to ask the teacher for help, but he would say to get help from the people at your table and stuff like that and like never felt heard by the teacher. And so there was a lot of conflict, some parental emails back and forth that my wife was handling and like. I wasn't great at it, but even me, I'm just happy with the fact that I heard her, right? I I, I didn't just say, fuck that, you're the problem. There's all these other kids in that class. They all get by, right? This, that, and the other. Like, go back. Try harder. Like, not (laughs) that I didn't say some of those. I'm like, look, but I also heard, I said, this could be a really tough teacher for you. This could be a teacher that's not hearing you when you're asking for help, right? Or the ways you ask. And I think even just being able to acknowledge that makes a big difference for a kid, man. Yeah. I, I wish I'd have had that some of the times growing up. Like somebody to say, maybe you're not 100% wrong every fucking time you do everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of these other people have a role in, in being shitty too, because we do sometimes, you know? I've addressed people wrong and, and been wrong. Like we've mm-hmm. all been like right. a shitty person to people, you know? Yeah, so that messaging that we're not allowed to be angry is something I think a lot of us get just out of society, whether, you know, I don't know if patriarchy is the right word, but just in society in general, like it's just the way that it is for most kids growing up. Like you don't have a place where you can express your anger, uh, feel like you've been heard, been able to, you know, get that stuff out and somebody's going to listen. Sorry, I'm getting so excited. I'm ready to cut you (laughs) off. But like, yes. And then then we send these 18 to 25 year old men out into the world and they do find that like on their own, they do get a place to stand up for themselves here or there. Maybe it's online or something, but then they're all championed for that anger. Right. You know what I mean? It's like suppress it all these years and then comes out and then you're fucking applauded for it. And then it's like, well. Yeah, no wonder we're all angry now. Right. Everybody's getting cheered on for it. You and know, then the you get the people chambers. with the over-authority attitude. They're like the 
whatever, the postal worker, and they want to yell at you because you're not yeah. standing in line right or you right, didn't fill right. out the form right, and they want to use this. Like, right. <laughs> their authority now is like oh. to make sure you filled out your form correctly. That always makes me wonder, like, how bad is your life if you're <laughs> right. freaking out? Well, it's just people that have never learned yeah. that regulatory skill as a kid. Like, now they've gotten into the world, and they're like, oh, my God, authority. <laughs> like, mm. You know. Go ahead, Jason. Yours is probably I was better. just wanted to go back to the uh, the code word thing, and you oh, were okay. asking about like, you know, the other thing besides being present because I'm not always present, man. My brain likes to take me a lot of past and future places, you know, or or other present places that ain't where I'm at. But like my nine year old and I have a, a little code system too. Like if I'm overwhelmed and he's doing a little bit much yapping at me, um, I walk over and I put my hand on his shoulder. Right. So I don't have to be mean or anything. And we know what that means. And then if I'm in a moment and I'm not hearing him or if I'm saying stuff that he feels is missing the mark, he comes over and he touches my arm. Mm. And that tells me to pay attention that's to what I'm awesome. doing. And like, because yeah, really I, I told him, I'm like, dude, sometimes I miss and I, and I don't know where mm -hmm. I'm at. And I'm like, just kind of lost in blah. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to come. So we agreed on that. So it's like, I. You know, just having these more reminders, right? Involve the person you're with and reminding you, like, let them be the reminder. Let them be the alarm that wakes us up from that, that pattern. Because we are, we're stuck in a rut. We're mm -hmm. stuck in a rut we got trained to. We're doing exactly what the programming calls for. And then we're beating the shit out of ourselves on the back end for not being good enough. And it's like, that's just causing more shame, which is going to make us do it again. Mm -hmm. We need that back end parent to come in, internal parent, and be like, hey, it's really fucking rough on both of y'all so sorry that moment happened you know yeah you you know my my older daughter river has limited language abilities and when she sees me getting like built up she'll she'll like put her hand on me and she goes you can't see it on the podcast but she raises her hands like breathe in and breathe out and that's she knows because like my kids know i go to meditation and I, I talk about it all the time like i'll tell them take a breath take a breath so river does that and I, i'm like you're right you're right sometimes i still want to be like not right now, but like, she's like, she's right. Telling me, just take mm. a breath, mommy, you know? Well, and I mean, from a calm place, like right now, we can all acknowledge probably ain't nothing. None of the ways I expressed anger in large expressions. Looking back now, I don't feel like any of them are justified or valid or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like from a calm place. I can know that that anger is going to pass and I'm going to be on the other side of it. The situation's going to change. All I got to do is take enough breaths and it will pass. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like in that moment, it's just that feeling of I need to do something to make this stop. I got to get this feeling out of me somehow. Yeah. Well, when Billy was young, cause he had a lot of anger issues. I mean, it was, you know, hit a pillow or, you know, whatever, like anything, like say, we're like, hey, you're allowed to be angry. You're not allowed to throw things or break things or you know whatever else. You got to figure out some other way. And that might be hit a pillow, go outside and scream, whatever it might be. But, you know, there's healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with that emotion. I would even say scream into a pillow, maybe not outside. That's yeah. kind of scary <laughs> for your neighbors. And I, I, I remember those tips. And those tips just make me want to sit in the anger more. For me, like I, if I'm punching something and screaming, that's keeping me in the anger. There is actually yeah. apparently some research that says that the idea of hitting something uh, reinforces the idea of hitting something later. Huh. <laughs> and so it's okay. not necessarily the greatest outlet. Um, I definitely saw that in me. Yeah. Somebody else, 
brilliantly suggested do the anger motion that you want to do slowly right throw an incredibly slow punch and what's happening in your fist while you throw that can you feel your you know fingers Mm -hmm. tightening what about your shoulder where is what's the feeling it like basically it's slowing you down to make you present really with the the sensations of it but thought that was a kind of neat idea i guess yeah because it would slow my mind down because i think that's part of part of when I get ramped up in the anger is my mind's like flipping so fast. Like you're a bad parent. You didn't do your job. They're awful to you. They're disrespecting you. And it's like that rapid fire messaging. If I focus on the fists. Well, and and let's circle back to where we started with this. The purpose of anger is Mm -hmm. to be a quick thing. It comes up, it sets the boundary, it creates the safety and then it goes away. So if the anger is lingering, what does that mean? That means our body does not believe it has created the safety it needs to yet. Mm. Well, this is very different in 2023 than it is when you had the lions on the Sahara chasing you, right? right? I mean, obviously, once the lion is dead or you're out of its reach, you're safe. Then your body can calm down. It doesn't need the, the juices anymore. But when the problem is my kid disrespected me and they continue to do so, well, now I got to hold on to that anger almost permanently because that's not going to end until I find a way to fucking seize it, right? Mm-hmm. But what's the way to seize it? Shame and anger and oppress them? from having thoughts and feelings or you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. so what I realized I was angry one night, my daughter had uh, borrowed my car or something. It was something around a car not cleaning it or whatever. And I was frustrated about it and I was angry. And I realized in that moment I was holding on to that to teach her a lesson. And that was fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. And a second later I was like, well, that's stupid. She'll never learn a lesson from me being angry. And then I stopped being angry. Like instantaneously the fucking feeling left my body when I realized it had no purpose anymore. I don't I mean, maybe that's what we need to get to when we're feeling angry. What needs to be done here? What do I need to do to address this situation, right? For me, it's saying no around the car sometimes if you haven't taken the care of it that I would. If you can't use my belongings like I do and give them that kind of care, I'm not gonna let you use them. That's what makes me feel okay. That keeps me not angry at my daughter. Right. It was something I needed to do. And, and I guess once I realized that I don't need to think of anger as like something I need to hold on to. I feel like they've been telling me that in 12 steps forever. Like, yeah. you know, anger is like drinking poison, waiting for somebody else to right. die. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm going to share it the next meeting and I'm still going to be angry at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like the, the, you know, speaking of recovery principles, like that's always what I think about when it's. You know, I'm not responsible for my thoughts, but I am responsible for my actions, you know, so I can be mad and think whatever I think about my kids in that moment, (laughs) you know, but if I don't say it or I don't put it into words, then that harm, you know, I'm not hurting them. Part of me too wants to, um, so being disrespected is making me angry. I think I need to chill out on my need for respect. I got to kind of shatter that. Well, and that's almost what you were just talking about with your daughter. Like sometimes when I'm angry, for me, it's like, all right, well, what am I actually angry about? Like Mm -hmm. what, what am I mad about? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I look at that and it is ridiculous stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, my son makes a bad play in a baseball game and I'm angry, you know, because and when I think that through, it's like, because that's a reflection of me out there. And now he just yeah. made me look bad. And I'm like, 
that's fucking stupid. Like, I should feel bad for him because I'm sure he feels right. embarrassed yeah. and he knows yeah. what he did was wrong because I've been there, oh. too. So just thinking, like, giving myself that minute to, like, think about that. And then I'm like, oh, well, I should be empathetic here because I know what that feels like. I read something recently that our children are an extension of our ego. And that's when they when they mess up. It's like, I messed up. And I, putting it in that light helps me. Like, why do I get so hurt when... Like, if you know, my daughter messes up, you know. Well, we had a conversation at work the other day, and, and I think this gets to the respect part, but maybe not. Um, lady at work was saying her son, you know, got super mad at his daughter and, and you know, whatever, because she was seven. And she was sitting in the back of the minivan, and I guess she took some markers and drew some pictures all in the back of the minivan, all over the inside of it. And so he freaked out, and they freaked out on her, and there's all this punishment and all this other stuff. And I said, what do you think a seven-year-old? Like, that's what a normal yeah. – like, mm-hmm. do you think the seven-year-old recognizes the value of the car? Yeah. Like, they have, that's not a, a concept that vehicle. they – they don't know any of that stuff. They just probably were sitting there like, this fucking place is boring. I bet you some cool pictures of yeah. stars and lions, and, you know, that would make this so much better. Like, yeah. who wouldn't, like – some my parents tell me they like my drawings. In fact, they hang them on the refrigerator all the time. I must be a great artist. You know, like that's what's gone through a seven-year-old's <laughs> mind. Not, you know what I mean? This car costs my parents X amount of dollars, and if I draw these pictures, it's going to ruin it. Like they just, that's not where they are. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's easy for me to say that because it's not my car. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you can get, you know, to that perspective, it's like your kids probably don't know anything about respect at least in the level of what you're talking about or or what that means because they're just thinking about themselves because that's the natural state of a child to be self-centered yeah so of course they're not thinking like oh my parents do all these great things for me and they sacrifice so much of their life (laughs) like no they're like fuck yeah i'm hungry you need to get me some food right because that's what you do you're the food getter Uh you know what i mean like you're the house cleaner like you're the laundry doer like that's what you do i Mm -hmm. don't know I play games and do other shit. <laughs> you you so right, are the yeah. needs meter. Right. Yeah, you're the person that gets me what I want. That that's exactly perfect example because that's the other thing. Get, Mom, get me chicken nuggets. I'm like, I taught you how to use the air fryer. <laughs> Go get your own chicken nuggets. Like, and I, that kind of disrespect, quote oh, unquote, makes me yeah, so mad. Yeah. Hold that thought, right? Yeah. So in my in my mind, yeah. I, I'm thinking, <clears throat> why would kids draw on the minivan? They're bored. Why are they bored? Nobody's giving them any attention. Why did they have this kid in the back of the minivan with no attention for so long? <laughs> like, what are they I doing? Don't know the you full know, story. Right, so, right, yeah. right, right. I'm just saying. Like, right. I mean, are you putting the kid in the back of the car and assuming they're going to be fine while you drive around for hours and run errands? Because right. maybe you need to reevaluate that. Right. Like, that's what I think our problem is. We're so focused on getting the things done that we miss the lives yeah. being lived around us. You know. Um, so your version, right? This yeah, respect yeah. thing. Um, and we talked about it a little bit on here before, but I'd love to say it again. Like respect is almost made up. We use it, especially as parents, as such a catch-all for our kids not doing what we wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it is. This is what I wanted. You didn't do that. Now you have disrespected me somehow, right? right? When most of the time I think what they're saying is, I couldn't. You know I like to show up in pleasing ways for you, loving parent. I couldn't. I wanted to. A kid always wants to show up and get that fucking love and adoration out of us. They're always trying to meet those demands we put on them. 
If they can't, it's truly because they can't. It's not because they don't want to. Trust me. Don't you always want people's love and adoration? Mm -hmm. Aren't you always trying to act in ways that gains that, even when it's not great for yourself? Just because I've been (laughs) thinking about something a little differently lately, I want to challenge that a little bit only for older kids. Like, Like So at some point, and I'm going to say for me it was around 14, 15 years old, I didn't trust or believe my parents anymore because they weren't, like what they said didn't seem to match up with what I felt or saw. Like they didn't, they were supposed to be, I had an expectation of what they were supposed to be in my life and they weren't those things. They didn't protect me growing up. They didn't keep me safe. They didn't do all this stuff. So when they would tell me things like, well, you need to clean your room or do this or that or take care of this or that. I was like, well, you're, whatever you're saying is not necessarily true. I'm going to figure this out for my own or I'm going to go get, information from somewhere else because you're not a source of information that I trust or believe anymore. They don't have to trust or believe that I need their room clean. I need their room clean. Has nothing to do with whether it's supposed to be done or rooms are meant to be cleaned or any of that shit. This is my house. In our house we take care of our rooms. Oh yeah, but I just meant at at some point like my interest wasn't necessarily in pleasing my parents anymore. You know, like that, right. that shifted somewhere in my teen years to be like, well, you fucking people don't matter. Like, okay. you're not the people yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to please anymore. Now I'm trying to please right. like my peer group no, and my, you know, other people. And, and that's the people that I'm going after. Here's my take on that. So with the understanding that the frontal lobe doesn't fully develop to somewhere near to 25, right? We are adults, and because we were untrained, when we get to a certain percentage of dysregulation, whatever the fuck that is, I have no idea these numbers, (laughs) right? But say it's 70. Once we get past that 70, our frontal lobe is not strong enough to do anything for us anymore. It's completely taken over, like Jenny's talking about. She is acting outside of her control in that moment, right? So I can only assume that people who don't even have a fully developed one are much less a lower number of percentage before they are taken over. That's my guess. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, my take is that by the teenage years, we had our programming downloading for all these years, and then hormones kick on. And when hormones kick on, what we start saying is, I need relief from this fucking pain. I can't stand the disconnection and dysfunction in this house and the ways these people that are supposed to be showing up and loving me fucking treat me like dog shit. And it hurts so bad... I don't have any control over me seeking relief from that anymore. And I'm going to seek it however the fuck I find it. And you know where I find it? Amongst that group of kids that had them fun drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not a choice anymore then, I don't think. It's just a level of pain that people can't tolerate. And we're seeking the relief from it in different ways. Most of us on our phones now. <laughs> I hate these fucking phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those make me angry, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I lose me when I'm there, man. Anyway, um, I do want to go back to the the thing about my daughter and the car, right? Because I think this is where I'm finding success for me. I was there in my backyard, frustrated that she was taking my car, and I had said yes again. I was mad at her for treating me bad and disrespecting me. Why didn't I just say no and not disrespect myself? If somebody can't take care of my belongings in the way I've asked them to or in the way I do, I can inform them, hey, you're not taking care of my car the way I really need you to. It's not the way I do it, right? This is how I do it. 
And if they continue to not to, why am I not loving myself? That's my car. I don't have to let my daughter use it. It's this sense of obligation that my parents gave me that they weren't allowed to say no. They weren't allowed to set healthy boundaries to make their lives happier. That's what they gave me. And so I've been fucking miserable trying to make everybody happy my whole life. And all I got to do is decide what makes me happy. It makes me happy if people use my car and bring it back the way I use it. And if you can't, you ain't fucking using it. I don't care how closely related you are to me. That makes me feel better. I can respect myself. My anger towards everybody else was that I didn't know how to set my own boundaries. That was my anger. I didn't even know where the fuck they were. And that's what I was thinking when you said that. Like, maybe anger is a good way for us to look at and set boundaries. Yes. You know, it's It's like a tool to, like, be like, hey, this feels like a a boundary's been broken here. And what is that? Something is wrong here. There's a huge thing wrong if I am feeling anger. What is it? (laughs) So my only thing with that, like, I think, all right, the times now I struggle the most with anger would be, driving when okay. other people drive terribly or oh, don't use yeah. turn signals yeah, yeah, yeah. or fucking do all kinds of, i get super angry at that uh-huh. lose my temper um inanimate objects that i'm working on with myself i'm doing something at home and i fucking kick the paint can over or whatever like i'll freak out mm-hmm. then pretty bad i do really w- much better nowadays not directing anger at other people mm-hmm. but when there's not an immediate uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like individual that is going to be hurt, then cause. I'll freak out. Right, right. right. <laughs> so it's not a, if it's just a cause almost. All right. So my, my take on this, and, and I don't know if this answers the question of like why or any of that, but where I come from with it is anger is hurting. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right? Yeah, I can kick that pain can over and be angry. But there's also a part of me that is really hurt by the feeling that I got to clean up all that paint and I wasted the money and the time and like all Mm. those things. Right. And when I get angry at things out there, I abandon that hurt part of me that needs somebody to come along for it. Yeah, right? so usually I'm angry at myself. <clears throat> yes. So what most of the time, I'm like, it's oh, what you, you got fucking taught, idiot. That's what you, you know got what taught. I mean? It's like that. You shit, went to your yeah. parents with pain and they said, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not in those words, but they made it your fault, right? Instead of caring for the hurt part of you that was underneath the problem. And that's what we've all chosen to do with our anger is we abandon the hurt part of ourselves. I'll go out there to the paint can. I'll go out there to my wife, my kids. But nobody's in here taking care of the part of me that got hurt. And when I can show up as that loving parent to parent that guy, I don't have to go after anybody. 
I tend to the part that's inside of me that's hurt. The anger doesn't need to be there anymore because I'm taking care of the peace and the anger doesn't have to step up to protect it. And then I can just go tell people how I feel. Mm. Hey, this happened, man. It hurt me. But I got to I got to be able to tolerate the hurt. And that's where the meditation has been a huge fucking thing for me. Like anytime I feel I'm going to lay in the fuck down, man, I can't. It just it's too much. And then I'm an asshole and I just don't want to be that no more, man. I'm not willing. And this is kind of like where I'm at in my marriage. This isn't about me telling you you're doing it wrong anymore or being angry. I'm not willing to be frustrated and argue with you. That's fucking hurting me. I just don't want to. I just want to evaluate. How can we do this? Can it be in a way that feels good for both of us? And if not, then let's call it what it is and acknowledge that, right? I get it. That hurts. But, like, let's just look at it for what it is and stop blaming it. I don't want to do that no more. Yeah, that's about where we're at. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Present moment. Did any of us feel like we, we... Touched on anger. I feel like we did a good job on anger, honestly. I think There's so. A lot. I mean, some skills that I use are just deep breaths, taking a moment, but some of that just comes as a result of meditation. Right, like, right. Just fucking reacting and blowing up because I'm mad about shit, spouting off at whatever idea comes into my head or insulting right. people or whatever else. It doesn't help. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And well, just and- recognizing that immediately is like, right. all right. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I think it was acknowledging that's just not what I even think I am. I right. don't even I've been running around screaming at people for fucking like 40 years. I don't even think that's who Jason is. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> like, I, it just doesn't even feel authentic to me. Um, you know, another thing I think sometimes just changing our wording. Right. We talk about anger and frustration and these these levels of. I don't know. Those words remind me of violence for some reason. Right. And like the truth is that feeling in our chest in that moment, it's the sympathetic nervous system. It is the fight flight energy. It is your body being flooded with the amount of force it would take to defend yourself against a physical attack or to run the fuck away. from Yeah. It. Like that's what it is. It's sympathetic nervous system. It is not. So, I mean, there's a feeling that goes with it and I get that. But the overwhelm, that body sensation is is a nervous system reaction, and we don't have to be scared of it. We can just learn to understand it and work with it a little better, you know, over time. It takes practice. Yeah. It's a, again, like I said, it's a it's a tool. Something's yeah. going on. What's an appropriate thing to do with this besides insult my kids or belittle my wife? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. You know? right. Anger, anger is like the flag. Something needs to change. Like yeah. a boundary maker. Something needs to change. Yeah. I mean, Rage Against the Machine said... Anger is a gift. Right. So just say. All right. See you next week. Have you found that listening to the Recovery Sort of podcast has helped you in your day to day journey? Please share the message of compassion and well being with the loved ones in your life. Connect with us more at recoverysortof.com, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, and other social media spaces. And have a great week.